What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Get down. Uh, welcome to the show, LA2B. Uh, this is Tom McCaffrey. I'm here with Eric B. Um, before we get into it, join our Patreon and give us money. And then uh, buy Silk City Hot Sauce. That's our sponsor, SilkCityHotSauce.com. Uh, go there. Also, I have a book I just that's coming out January 3rd called Born Funny, a comics chronicle through the rise of nice. alternative comedy. Buy it now. And um, so we're, you know, we're here. We're going to do kind of like uh, today's uh, the 28th of December. So we're going to do like yeah. a year end wrap up, talk about our, our predictions and the worst thing about the year, the best thing about the year and uh, our favorite movies and series that we watched. And okay. we're going to start off the the show by... I have predictions from last year, so I want to just go over. You want to? Oh, cool! Yeah, I remember you I, made these predictions. Yeah, I think I did pretty well. Uh, the first one is Kanye West is going to become a rabbi. Um, I think I nailed that one. Okay. What do you think? What do you have? <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't. I, I I didn't prepare for this, but I can do something. Elon Musk, Tesla is going to, you know, go, go through the roof. My, I'm glad, you know, my Tesla investments really going to pay off huge. Um, Donald Trump's tax returns. Will, Donald Trump will finally get his comeuppance. That was yeah. a big one I made. That one I, yeah, I really nailed. I think uh, I've been saying that one for about seven years. <laughs> what did, what did Donald Trump do in a former life? Did he like save Jesus in, in like a car wreck or something? Cause it's like, yeah. Well, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Like, so <laughs> just had so much right, name. So other predictions. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, but night. I saw so this old Saturday Night Live sketch, sketch from 1988 and it was Phil Hartman doing Donald Trump. He's just been so in the consciousness for so long. That's really why he won because he had such name recognition and, you know, they just thought he was great for all those years until he became president, really. Do, but, yeah, those people still think he's great. Yeah. But New Yorkers always thought he was an idiot, you know. But around the country, I think people really thought he was, you know, you yeah. know just, just awesome businessman who, you know. Yeah. Um, any other predictions that you nailed uh, <laughs> from last year? <laughs> Uh, 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 oh, the abortion rules are going to be loosened a lot. Uh, you'll be able to get abortions uh, at the grocery store now. That was oh, my perfect. prediction. Yeah. I uh, also had uh, flying cars uh, that were going to be around this year. I nailed that um, one. I had something about Bill Cosby's career is really going to fall apart. <laughs> Did you just read, um, though? Uh, they said on, uh, on Drudge that he's going to start a comedy tour next yeah, year. Yeah, he's no going joke. on tour. Perfect. <laughs> 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 the worst part is that it's probably going to be fine. Like, it's it's probably going to, like, people are going to go and it's just going to be fine. Yeah, um, but you know how many people, I mean, like, you got to have to vet that audience because, you know, people are just going to buy tickets just to fucking heckle him. You know, like to be women's rights groups and stuff like that. They'll pay fifty dollars a ticket to go in there and just scream and ruin his set. You don't think that Do would happen? He, I don't. I don't. I mean, I guess, but I feel like enough people are, who are still fans are going to go. I just feel like he's going to get enough people. Oh yeah, and I think um, people are going to go. But I'm just saying, there's going to be dis disruptions. I think. I can't believe he's going to do that. I mean, I guess why not? He has, what else does he have to do? You know, he's out of jail. It's, it's my, like, what, what are they going to do to him? You know, it's already been done. That I really did not work out. That really like 
like the whole like him getting you know his downfall did not work out at all <laughs> it wasn't good it wasn't a good career move well in a lot of cases like i think we've talked about this before like louis even woody allen although no not really anymore but when you have the scandal and you still have a lot a lot of time left you can kind of rehabilitate your image and woody allen did that and then it got it, they hit him again and then he's kind of finished but but cosby the whole hit thing hit him when he was 80 so it's not like you can repair your image at that point he's um, 85 so right i, I did that's the no, other I'm saying thing that this I, happened when he was 80 where this came yeah. out so all he can do he, i don't think he can make things worse he really can't um no ex- exactly that's kind of why it's sort of people are i can't believe him but it's like why why wouldn't he do that what does he have yeah. to lose he's almost dead and he's already been you know convicted and put in jail for you know accused of rape i mean you know, is him going out to do stand up really going to be the most egregious, offensive act at this point? I, I don't like people. Go, I can't believe he's doing stand up. Yeah, it is funny, though. Stand up is just always I know he was a stand up, but it's like the the last bastion of hope for when mm-hmm. everything has like fallen apart. It's where it's kind of like doing stand up is kind of like when people fi- find God, find right. Jesus, you know, because it's always when everything's <laughs> fallen <laughs> apart that you're kind of like. All right, I guess I'll find God. I yeah. guess you know, it's just kind of like this is it. I got I'm you know I'm in jail forever. So that's and how stand up is like. Yeah, well, it's and, over. And if stand up doesn't work for if you're a guy, you end up being some right wing pundit. That's usually the way the the men go, and the females just go to OnlyFans. So basically, <laughs> yeah. So I've I've noticed that um, OnlyFans is yeah way above stand up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I would do OnlyFans. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could do OnlyFans. Um, I'm doing this thing, and only the, the version for men is um, you set up an account, and uh, women have to pay you f- for you to stop sending them pictures, new pictures <laughs> of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the twenty dollar plan. He, if he, if a monthly, he'll stop texting me pictures of I, I read this other story there's this uh someone made this app up this dating app just for right-wing people and it's 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 doing horribly you know who would who'd be surprised it's probably just a bunch of incels on there and stuff and they said one of the problems is that they're making it very hard to get on you have to be invited on because they don't want trolls on there and let's face it if trolls got on that app they'd be the funniest fucking trolls I mean, like you could you make mean, a fake like, profile of like a, a dude with no shirt holding a machine gun with a fucking red hat. You know, I can't believe they're did, did they do that in response to being trolled or would they just foresaw that there was going to be that they, were, problem? they foresaw. I think they've had other apps like that before and they knew that was going to happen. You know what? I wonder, you know what you mentioned before? There's a thing where, you know, people go into uh, alt right, like the, the alt right comedy. Mm hmm area or area of entertainment i have noticed that there's some people that you know were, were kind of uh kicking around for a while you all and, went there uh, and then they finally went there and they kind of have found a niche there a niche there um, right but they're the most kind of can't go ahead what no i'm saying they they go there and but when you say that they go there, they go, no, that's not the case. You know, oh, we're just, I'm, do, you know, I'm just being edgy. My fans are my fans. I'm like, yeah, but your fans are the Capitol rioters. <laughs> so, you, you know, you yeah. may not think you're doing anything, but these are your supporters. I mean, I've seen some of these comics and some of their shows and I see it? who shows up and like, it's not, 
Do yeah, you I, think that they they make a concerted, conscious effort to do that? They must. I think or do it, you think that they or do you think they really have those views and and do it, or do you think that they they no. shift and pivot because out of necessity? That's what I think. I think what happens is they go in there and they start having this fan base. And then the they'll, the fan base will be like, well, you know, do you believe in this? And like, no, I don't. I'm not. I'm like, well, let's say the case of like abortion. They'll be like, are you pro life? No, I'm pro choice. But then they're like, well, all of us are like pro life. So then you'll see the the pundits' views changing slowly, where they just right. kind of fit because they don't want to get trolled. So all of a sudden they start off as being a free thinker, and then they end up just being another right wing yeah mouthpiece. I knew some people. Do you remember when? So. Red Eye was a show on Fox News. I right. not anymore, and it was like weird because it was political, but also had comedy. Right, and uh, it was on for a while. A lot of comedians did it, and uh, you know, I guess Fox News around 2015, 2016 was still sort of um, respected and was not and was not completely, you know, like detached from reality and you know completely affiliated with the Republican Party. It hadn't become like a Trump mouthpiece yet. Yeah. And then well, it shifted. And I there's a lot of comedians I still see now who who were on that back then, yeah. still on Fox shows. But it, it it kind of amazes me now because I understood years ago, but I couldn't imagine now if they asked me to be on one of these shows, I would I'd just be like, fuck no, fuck no. It's because yeah. it's just completely it's they're crazy. It's propaganda. So it's it's weird to watch comedians just kind of be like, well, what am I going to do? Like not be on TV. It's, you know, it's kind of, it's like being right. on TV is so important to them that they're just, I kind mean, of I would do that out. show, but I would be like, I'm, these are my opinions. I'm not going to, and I, I wouldn't even like, I would actually, I don't go think on, they would have you on though. I I really don't. Maybe no, I, would. well, maybe they, well, my, my, I'm not so well known. So maybe my politics wouldn't be, but I, I wouldn't even try to be combative. I would try to change minds because I think that's the thing. And you talk to them like they're people um, and not yell at them. I think right. sometimes you see some some like, you know, Pete Buttigieg used to always go on uh, Fox News and he's like, listen, these are the people I got to reach. Um, and I'm not in a position of power, but I feel like that's the way you talk to these people, because when you well, talk see, to the, you're you're talking, you're talking about in a um, capacity of not comedy because when, when i see comedians on it's almost a weird they have to agree with the ideology of fox dude and Maybe. they go on and they just make jokes it's very like i saw a guy that i i knew years ago as a comedian and he was kicking around and then now he's full in on fox and he was on hannity and and he was just i mean i don't want to be a, a dick about it because i i guess this is what you got to do but he almost seemed like a monkey for like yeah you know, you know, he was a white guy. Don't turn into a race thing. Um, like a dancing monkey to like. Well, you said on. Fox. He knew it was going to be a white guy, <laughs> right? Exactly. But um, it it was it was kind of off putting because you know he clearly was um idealizing handed. You know, he's only going to have people. On, it was like the comedians come on and like, yeah, make some jokes. All right, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Like right, that's kind of right. how it felt. Um, and he was just kind of like kissing the ring. So I see that a lot with. It's one thing where you're talking about going on and maybe debating or something, but with comedians, they have these you know comedy type shows where they'll have them on, and you you have to agree with you have to be right wing. And I see people on, and I'm like, you're not right wing, are you right wing? But I guess they're just kind of they suck it up. I don't well, know. Well, let me finish what I said because I wouldn't be debating. I try to make jokes in the realm of the my beliefs, and I wouldn't be combative. However, 
there'd probably be a good chance they would never book me again. So that's <laughs> that's the other thing. So you can get on there. They have comics who've done that and they just never book them again. I was on Red Eye once and they never booked me again. But I don't know <laughs> if it was because um they my politics or they just didn't they 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 were that was the other thing. The show was kind of shit. It was on like four in the morning and yeah. they acted like it was this huge deal to be on that show. Um it, it kind of was though. It was a big show. It was, and you know that show Gutfeld is beating all those other shows. It's um, beating what, like the late night shows? All of them, yeah, because it's the one conservative <laughs> one. But it's, I don't know if you've watched the show. I know some people who, uh, I that's what I'm talking about. Seeing people yeah. on it, it's yeah. it's it's hard. To, you know, they only have, you know, you have to be completely on the side. You can't go on and be like, well, I don't agree because we're 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 past that in politics. You can't. Right. Unless you're going to have some big argument on, you know, on the air, they just kind of make jokes shitting on Biden. You know, he's so old. Oh, my God. Have you seen him? Look at him. He's old. Well, when they do the woke stuff, sometimes you can be a little bit on board with that when the the overwokeness of certain things. And me, the overwokeness is not I nothing about pronouns or things like that. It's just the, uh, you know, when audiences get mad at you for wrong choices of words like maybe pronouns or things like that but you know i believe in rights for trans and everyone so i'm not going to shit on trans and call them rumors or whatever the fuck they call them over there uh, i'm not going to do that yeah that's what but that's kind of it seems like you have to be all in on that if you're on like a show like that which i right. think is so I, it didn't used to be like that um but anyway let's you want to get into uh yeah what were we even talking about or or i don't know just something <laughs> um i uh yeah so let's get into our you know favorite things of the year can you um okay so do you want to talk about like the, you know wh- wh- what movies did you see this year what would you say were your top favorite movies of 2022 i think it was that one i just saw that emily is a criminal one with aubrey plaza that was a really good movie independent movie it came out earlier in the year but it just uh i just saw it on netflix and i'm like wow i mean yeah, I, I heard about it. I remember when it came out. Have you been hearing, you know, obviously, like, do you go to the movies anymore? You haven't in a while, right? Yeah, not in a while. Yeah. So have you, have you been following that, how basically these, you know, movies are coming out? And it's it's weird now because this was usually back in the day when movies were big. This was the big time for movies, yeah. right? This was like December was the big release for the award season. And I'm really into movies and I've been going to the theater and I haven't in the last week and a half even been following like Avatar. We talked about, I was going to see, but I just, I can't bring my, I mean, I'm going to see it, but I just, it's not something I'm excited to go see. And then like that new one, Babylon. Oh, I heard, uh, uh, someone told me they saw it and they said it was horrible. Really? Yeah. Um, That's also three hours. That movie. Yeah, it's three hours and it bombed. It it really ate shit. And then the Whitney Houston movie ate shit. Um, so it's weird. Yeah. They're, you know, just, Movies just don't know where they are. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the Knives Out. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Like most of it, the end was kind of dopey, but I just liked that their timing was right because the whole thing was kind of shitting on Elon Musk, and it was just like perfect timing. Did you see it yet? No, I haven't watched it. But um, did you did you see the first one? Yeah, you don't need to see the first one. It's just a, like an Agatha Christie thing. It's just a mystery. I saw the first. I thought it was. Is it like the first one? I mean, I didn't think the first one was that amazing. I thought it was okay. no. I thought the first one was fine. I just like, you know, I like when these types of movies, but I don't think it was done well as some of the Agatha Christie ones. I thought those were better. Okay. You, you know what I just watched? And it's it's weird because 
I guess I liked it, but the the banshees of Insurin. Oh yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. So, you you liked it, right? I thought it was good, not great, not as good as like uh, in Bruges and the uh, the other ones he did, like Three Billboards. That was that was probably his best movie. Martin McDonough, I think his name is. So, what do you think the point? You, you, you said there's like an allegory for the Irish Civil War. Yeah. So what do you think the point? I mean, if people don't know, I mean, it it's in the trailer that basically Colin Farrell and this Brendan Gleeson are best friends in mm-hmm. in Ireland, and then one day Brendan Gleeson's like, "I don't want to be friends with you anymore," and, and Colin Farrell just can't accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, that's kind of the the whole plot of the movie. No, well, the real allegory I think is that so Brendan Gleeson says, "Hey, every time you talk to me, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers and give it to you." And he actually starts doing that. And I think that's where the metaphor lies. It's like these Irish wars that they had were so self-destructive and they hated each other really for almost no reason. And they would just destroy themselves rather than just have a peace, you know? And I think that's, I think that was what the metaphor was that he would just cut off his whole hand just, just to not be friends Despite. with this person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you, I have I, some people in my life like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how that's like really a deterrent for, for you to for the other person not be your friend that you're cutting your own. I mean, it's one thing if you're cutting the other person's finger. Yeah, off, if you cut like, the other person's penis, I think that would work better. Yeah, that would that would that definitely would end a friendship. Yeah. Have you had? I mean, one thing I thought it was interesting though is like, wh- what have you ever had that where? I mean, I'm sure you have where you have a friend for so long and one mm-hmm. day you're just like, I don't think I want to be friends with this guy anymore. No, and there's yeah. no like big blow. There's no big thing that happens. It's just, it's just kind of like, have you had that? Yeah, I've had. For, I don't know one friend I had that he was like, I, I just didn't know why I was friend. I was he was a, young, a friend from when I was a kid, and I kind of like grandfathered him in. But I after a while, I'm like, he's just so fucking annoying, and he was always like taking shots at me, trying to be funny. But after a while, I'm like, this guy. You're like, dad, dad, I don't want to be friends <laughs> with you anymore. <laughs> I've known you since I was a kid. You're kind of annoying. <laughs> But I remember he would like always like make fun of me and I would laugh. And then after a while, I'm like, why am I why am I hanging out with this person? He's kind of a fucking dick. And then I just it wasn't like any dramatic thing. I just stopped calling him. You know? Yeah. I mean, when you think about that, you know, you know, Banshees of Insurance was almost like that Seinfeld episode, but just kind of extended. Yeah, I thought of that a little bit. You did. Wasn't there a whole episode, an episode where he just doesn't want to be friends with the pool guy? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> but there's another one early on. I think he just doesn't want to be friends with this guy. He doesn't know how to get out, which is a really funny, real adult yeah. thing um, where you're just like, I don't know how to not be friends with this person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you try and give them hints and stuff and and then they just won't. Have you? I've also had it where I feel like I've had not friends that were annoying, but like toxic people. Have you ever had? That's a thing older too, where you yeah. realize people you knew younger. You're kind of like, I think this person's like bad for me to be around. That that was the example I was giving you. I felt like this person was very toxic. It just was, yeah. you know, toxic. Where like I could tell younger, it was like a, like affecting me negatively. It wasn't like I didn't. You know, you get older, you so much time, you know, to spend. So I don't know. Anyway, I I, I liked that. That was a good movie, The Banshees of Insurance, where I thought it was interesting. And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, I don't know if this is good. But then, like, later I was like, yeah, that was pretty good. It was, yeah, it was I liked Irish. it because it was slow and, and it was very, like, a plotting. Right. It wasn't like a quick kind of, 
you know, here's the, here's this, and then this happened. It was very um, and it was Irish. I mean, that's your roots. Did you feel like that was your roots? Um, yeah, yeah, I felt very connected to them. Where they um, <laughs> where the guy doesn't want to hang out with them anymore, um, and they just get drunk. Well, that was the problem. Is like he's like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And there's like three people in the town, and they all hang out this one place. Yeah. And they always seem surprised. Like the guy seems surprised whenever Colin Farrell shows up to the bar. He's like, oh, and I'm like, you guys live next door to the bar. There's nothing else to do here. <laughs> you didn't think you were going to run into him here? You know what I thought was good in the movie? The girl who plays his sister. I forgot her name. Um, she was really good in it. The one she, one who leaves. And I looked her up and you know who she was? Um, she yes, pl- but go ahead. I, my girlfriend told me, but I can't remember. She was on uh, Better Call Saul. Yes, she, she played Mike's daughter. Right, right. Yeah, yeah that's what, with that's an American accent. Me. You know, another another one of these Irish actors who can puck and do an American accent better than I can. That was the other. There was another guy who was in that movie, um, Killing of a Sacred Deer. You saw that, right? Oh, uh, um, it's it's pretty good. It's the same guy who did like The Lobster. It it's it's really weird and dark. Colin Farrell's in it, and um, oh yeah. The guy who you you know the the, the really weird young guy that, that's almost like borderline on the spectrum who ends up in the movie like yeah in, 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 in this yes, movie yes. yeah yeah he was in Sacred Deer killing me with Sacred Deer and he doesn't have an accent in it. well he he didn't have an Irish accent so I couldn't tell yeah if he really has an Irish accent or not because he really sounded Irish in that movie um, yeah it's. It, Anyway, it, it was it was good. I like. I was surprised, yeah. and then um, the but the movie I really really liked, and I almost kind of like mad that I that I liked it so much was the um Meet the Fablemans. Oh, I want to see that. Then that was good. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was really really good and effective, and it was the kind of movie that um, if it had come out when movies were good. It was, mm-hmm. it, it was a movie that would have been good and stood out when movies were good and it was hard right. to stand out. So like for that kind of movie to come out now when movies are just crap for the most part is just kind of it like blew my mind. I was well, like, oh I was my reading God. About the, yeah, I was reading about the director. His name is Steven Spielberg, is it? <laughs> yeah, um, what's your I'm, prediction for I'm, him? I, I feel good things in this guy's future. I feel like he's going to he's gonna do some things. Um, One time I... Um, I just on a side note, I you know I did that uh, that podcast right, off and on plot smokers, where like you know yeah. someone would come on high and talk about a movie, yeah. And I and Gordy, this comedian Gordy McNiff came on, you know, and he's kind of like a stoner, and um, we were talking about the movie Blair Witch Project, and I go, um, no, I go, um, who directed that? <laughs> he goes, um, uh, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> You think Steven Spielberg directed Blair? That's literally it's the it's the least expensive movie ever made, right? And but Steven you, Spielberg is just known for like epic sagas. The follow-up oh, question God. for Gordy would have been: Name one other director. <laughs> I don't think he could have. I think um, I don't. Yeah, think I think could've. I did ask him something, something like that. But yeah, he wasn't very good at it. But yeah, I couldn't pick a, like a more opposite Steven Spielberg yeah. movie than the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I don't know if you you know you know it. It's based on his his youth and his childhood. Yeah. It's just a very um, and this you know this actually tipped me off that how successful and in 
the zeitgeist Steven Spielberg is. It's about his family growing up, and there's Michelle Williams plays his mom. His mom. And it, when we were when I was watching it, I I thought to myself, oh yeah, she kind of does look like Steven Spielberg's mom. And I'm and I remember being mm. like. How do I know what Steven Spielberg's mom looks like? <laughs> Why do I know that? That like how famous is he? He's a director. Can you na- like would you ever know what like most celebrities' moms look like, much less a director? Yeah. I know what uh I know what David Cronenberg's second cousin looks like, but that's about <laughs> it. But the fact that I would that he's that much it, it kind of brought into light how famous and successful and how much for my base, how, how ubiquitous Steven Spielberg has been in my entire lifetime, not even yeah. just like my, you know, part of my life, like almost. And I remember I saw ET in the theater. I remember it really affected me. And like, you know, I cried in the movie, you know, which is really, and this was another, I just was like, have you ever done that? Go see something really sad. And you're, you know, you're in a theater with people and you just start, you don't want to cry because yeah. you're just crying in the dark. <laughs> Have you ever had that happen? Uh, one time I was at one of those porno theaters, but I was just crying because of how sad my life was. Yeah. Um, well, in that Fableman's movie, do they get into his starting his you directing just were career? So, so you're just crying because you looked up and your dad was working in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. What Fableman's what? Do they do the part where he starts his director career? It's just his childhood. Yeah, that's kind of what's good about it, too, is it is about his teen. You know, well, it starts out, it, you know, it starts with like the first movie he ever saw that right. really affected him and turned him and got his mind going. Uh, but yeah, this- he, he starts he starts getting into filmmaking and doing short film. That's another thing that's really amazing about because it, it has funny scenes where he's doing like a, a, a movie on his own with friends of his and he's directing kids and he's so good at directing and the kids mm-hmm. are like blown away. Cause there's like, they have no idea. Like Steven Spielberg is directing someone. And the kid is just like, like so moved by the direction he's getting. Yeah. There's a story. Um, when he first started directing, he was, we started in TV. That's how you started, you know? And he directed one of the, maybe the first or one of the very earliest episodes of Columbo, you know, the, the yeah. detective show. And it was a big actor in it. And the big actor, didn't like that this young he was like 20 something like why is this kid directing this i don't want to be in this and then within like a day the actor saw what the fucking the guy was doing he's like oh my god he go this guy is way too too good for tv he's like yeah he, even that young they knew how what this yeah. guy was that's a you know that's a story that's part of the story i didn't really i wasn't aware of he but he was kind of like a wonderkind director guy yeah. like he was one of those young in the industry a lot of people you know were talking about him yeah i don't think he was was. 30 when he directed jaws i'm not even you know he wasn't no he was like i think he was like 27 but um yeah it you know it's 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 what's really interesting is it's kind of a biopic but it's a really interesting story it's because it's not about like a famous singer or some someone who became a huge celebrity but did sort of it's more and it's kind of a cool origin story and it's also done in a cool way where it's him, but it's not him. It's not, you know, it's a different name. And I'm sure not everyone is, it, the story isn't completely accurate to what happened, um, which is actually what I do in my book. And I did think of that because I I do, it's based on me and doing comedy, but it's not me. It's a different name. And I took a little, some liberties here and there. But anyway, well, if you look basically at I'm the new Spielberg, <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you look at some of his early movies starting, he even said it, I guessed it once. And he said it once in an interview, 
So Richard Dreyfus was in his first two big movies. It was uh, Close Encounters, Close Encounters, and Jaws. And the character Richard Dreyfus, he kind of at that time he kind of looked like Steven Spielberg. It was almost like his alter ego. And I think Spielberg said once in an interview, yeah, he. That's why I kept putting him in movies. It was like him being in the movie, but with an actor who was like him in a way. Who's oh, that's interesting because I've noticed when directors do that, it's clear they have someone that's like a stand-in for them. But it it's usually someone like at least slightly better looking than them, so it's right. a more idealized version. That's funny, like that he he was realistic about himself. He's yeah. like, all right, well, I probably as good looking as Richard. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm a, just get a short Jew. We'll, we'll we'll do this. Yeah, right. Like Woody Allen did that later on when he would put someone kind of when he wasn't in the movie and it would be yeah like, the, the best i remember there's a movie called celebrity that woody allen did and kenneth Branagh played him yeah that's he what was i was doing, gonna say he was he's, doing a woody allen impression doing, it was so bad it was bad that's the, such a bad movie yeah it's weird because he's doing he, it's you know kenneth Branagh's like it was a good looking guy and he's yeah. just acting but, but but just doing the impression neurotic. you know who the best was i always thought channeling the persona of woody allen but not doing a woody allen impression he would have john cusack he was in I was going to say that John Cusack he put in he would play John Cusack has the same neurotic kind of like insecurities but he's not Woody Allen so it was a good stand-in for him I always thought yeah he I remember he did a few so yeah but it did you know so Meet the Fablemans did kind of um brought me back to that you know that like peak Spielberg era and I had just seen Jaws in the theater about a month earlier because they were mm-hmm. playing it so I kind of went on a, a weird. I don't Spielberg, love the name. I don't love the name of that movie though. I feel meet like the fable ones. He's like it's going to be the, like the meet the Fockers or you know that kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of a weird name, but um, I think you know obviously the name he picked was you know fable. It's supposed to be like fantasy, like it's almost like a fairy tale. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's you know he he's he's just so good at uh, pulling your emotional strings. And, yeah. uh, I mean, some of these guys. I was just. Uh, because I, I couldn't get through Love Actually again this Christmas. I just I did start finding it cheesy. So I watched another, it's not a Christmas movie, but I watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles again, which that's a yeah. great movie. And then I started going into a deep dive about John Hughes, which he's like, he was an almost Spielberg type. He would, he would even, re, he wrote all these movies, he directed them, and I was just reading about him. And they said at his at his like most he would be just writing scripts and he just be fucking then he would use yeah. a, a fake name and some of these big movies you didn't you knew he he wrote them but you didn't even know about it do you remember offhand any uh I, I can find the list there were some oh beethoven you know the dog movie yeah he wrote that okay which, which was well, a big movie yeah no but i'm was, saying like yeah he got into kids movies a little bit too with home alone and but he was just like so prolific and then he um they said, and um, he just stopped directing. He just, and then he moved out of the um, yeah, out of L.A. He just like left Hollywood. Like in the nineties, yeah. the eighties, he was just like on fire. He like owned the eighties, and then it is funny how the um, his temperament or his movie making style was just perfect for the eighties, and then it was weird how in the nineties, there was a shift, right? And the movies got more hard edge. Yeah, and his movies weren't. He started trying to do more adult themed movies, you know, with a, with a, well, plane trains and automobiles was one, right. and then which was he did successfully, but he just yeah, the nineties he really fell off. Fast. Well, I think as he kind of left the business a little bit, but maybe he thought that things had passed him by because if you look at it in the eighties, his movies like Breakfast Club and things like that. 
they were lauded at the time of being like, oh, this is the first movie that really shows teenagers the way they are. And it was close. I mean, it was closer than they what the other depictions that they had, you know. But after the 90s hit, when you had like Beverly Hills and then all of a sudden Pulp Fiction or things like that, where you really saw that was right. teenagers, but movies like that, where you saw right. how teenagers really are. You didn't it sure, became they, less. Yeah, it was um, like kids. Was that movie kids? Right. Kids. Yeah. yeah. That was definitely not like 16 candles. Um, yeah. But it was like everything was per- it was like he was such he was so he was like perfect for the 80s. Everything about his. And uh, it is funny how like as humans are we like trained to like when a decade ends that we like almost decide culturally as you know altogether just um that we need things to change or something or is it that people for pop culture it's like the people that were into a thing during a decade they all grow up and their tastes change yeah, i think that's that's a that's a good way of looking at it um, i am po- i'm like fascinated by stuff like that how the, the sh- how pop culture shifts with uh eras and this is one th- this is another aside so like did you like the show entourage uh, a little bit. I never got into it, but I know it, it, everyone kind of uh, turned on it. Well, it's weird because even at the time, I think it, it was people liked it, but I think people even saw through it as not being because it, it's not great. But anyway, I was I was watching TV over Christmas and um, the movie was on one mm-hmm. night and it's like you couldn't do that movie now. It's 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 almost like a me too play by play. <laughs> um because like there's four people in the movie have who have since just been canceled. It was like Matt Lowers in it. Oh god. Um Jeremy Piven, Bill um, Cosby, <laughs> Kevin Spacey, Bill Kevin Connolly, you know, E, yeah. he got into something where he uh, raped someone, and then um I think all those entourage people were, you know, the only one who probably didn't was like but what's his name? Dylan. Yeah, but it's it's really so it came out in 2015 and it's weird. You, you can you can it's one of those things where you can almost see it happen. Like, I feel like that movie was the end of that of that era. It was yeah. like when society started to pivot within this so that like a year and a half later, the Me Too thing happened. So it's weird. I've never seen that where you can like you can see the sh- how different something is just a year and a half before you know, something changed everything. Cause yeah, if you think, watch it now, yeah. it's like, Oh my God, all the women are just like, you know, barely wearing, wearing any clothes. And they're just kind of like there for like window dressing. Yeah. And they're just like, Hey, I want to fuck her. Oh yeah. I can't believe Hey, I fucked her. And I find you just like, it just wouldn't fly anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, it was the end of bro humor, bro humor, which kind of peaked, I think maybe in the aughts and then kind of slowly. Yeah. Ended, everyone just maybe. gets, I think people just get tired of it. Is that what it is? Yeah, maybe yeah. you're making the same movie. You're making, you know, all those Todd Phillips movies. They would make them over and over again. And they were funny, but I guess people just got bored of it, you know? Yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. If you you rewatch Entourage, you can just see a year later, you're like, and everything about it is totally... It was even the concept of a movie star was different right. back then. Someone who's like, he's a he's a movie star. You know, That was the other thing I loved about that show. Was like, they were like, this guy's the biggest movie star in the world. And it's like... Really? He can't even carry a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the biggest movie star in the world. He has, He's the third interesting person in any scene he's in. This is the biggest star in the world? Yeah. Okay, so do you want so to get back to So Entourage bad. Yeah. Um, 
Do you want to get? Uh, can we? Can Can you talk about things you've been streaming, like a series you've streamed in twenty twenty two, and what your favorite one was? Uh, I'll let you go first because I have to think for a second. Because there has been, well, yeah, I saw that one, the gaslit. That was about the Watergate thing. I like that. There was some, you, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's on. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what anything's on. It's just on your Amazon. You just press the button and it, it goes maybe stars or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm like almost like it's, I almost feel weird saying it, but I really, really, I, I liked other things as well, but I, one thing that really stood out was Dahmer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dahmer. Um, yeah. Just cause I, I had, a, I was kind of, you know, I was interesting cause I'm into true, true crime, right. but when I watched it, it really did have like, it was very compelling. It did have an impact on me that I wasn't expecting. Um, I, I really, really, but it's, it's, it's weird telling people that I like that. You just seem like creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're just at a party, you're like, Oh, what, what have you seen lately? You, you're like Dahmer. Yeah. And then you follow up with, I masturbate to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just like, really? What about that? I don't know. I just like the whole thing where he murders, you know, yeah. dude, gay dudes. And then, you know, eats I watch them. it. Yeah. Naked. I don't know. Just, I just thought it was good. Something about it got me. <laughs> I'm just watching. I'm like, this is so me. You know, you know, when women, yeah. women we always watch Sex in the City. Like, oh, I'm such an, I'm such a Samantha. Like, oh, I'm such a Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you and Dahmer? Oh, I'm a Dahmer, definitely. <laughs> really, I'm the other guy, the one that fifth one that he ate. That's like me. Um, no, I think it might have been. Uh, it's not a bad choice because I think it was probably the most talked about uh, miniseries of the year, and it got bad reviews. But you know what? I don't know what they wanted. Where they want Shakespeare? It's fucking a guy eating people. You know, it's not <laughs> yeah. Citizen Kane. So yeah. critics lighten up a little bit. You know, I just thought it was done very effectively. It was very dark, and you know, disturbing. I mean, it was disturbing, yeah. which they that didn't go should all be in, disturbing. They didn't go all in and show him doing it, like eating people and stuff, which they could have. Uh, yeah, but I'm still uh, waiting for that director's cut. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that and I can't even think of what else has been out. This um... I only can remember things that I've seen like in the last week. So I saw this because now it's getting cold. So I'm just trying to find anything now. And this is, was a movie that was out like six years ago. I can add this to the the scary movies, but not from this year. Did you see this movie Train to Busan? No, it's a South Korean movie. How do you a, find these movies? I was because now I'm looking on you go and say, what's the best things on Netflix this month? And you're like, seen it, seen it, seen it. The only things I haven't seen are like foreign films. So this is a South Korean movie. It's a zombie movie, which I kind of like. But this one was done really well. The zombies, they're taking a train ride and then people start turning into zombies on the train. So they're trying to oh. lock them out of different compartments and stuff like that. It's like it's kind of like Die Hard or. It's like a diehard with zombies because it's in the claustrophobic oh. environment and stuff. Um, and I'm like, they have to make this into a movie in America. And I, I, I saw that they were working on it, but somehow they'll yeah. probably fuck it up. I don't know how you would fuck it up, but they would fuck it up. Yeah. Um, that's a movie? Yeah. What's you it watch called? It? Train to Busan. South okay. I'll tell you, you know, you look at Squid Game and, and uh, was it Parasite? I feel like... <laughs> Some of the best things I've seen have been coming from South Korea in the last yeah. few years. I mean, like they're kind of like, well, know. yeah, those squid, th those were both amazing. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I, for a know, zombie movie, this was very different. Like, yeah, I maybe I. And then, uh, you know, did you ever see the movie Battle Royale? Mm -mm. I think it's Japanese. It came out a long time ago. It's totally 
um, the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games totally ripped it off. Oh, it's a bunch yeah. of kids. It, it's like in, in the future, and they make these teenagers murder each other. It's literally the Hunger Games. And I but was it like, came out oh, before? God. Yeah, it came out before. Um, yeah. You know, and it's it's one of those movies like Tarantino loves it, you know, so you know it's yeah. <laughs> more, more kind of obscure. It's so obscure, yeah. And then it, but, he loves the know, obscure he, he movies just, so he can rip them all off, you know? <laughs> No, yeah, it's genius. But, you know, yeah. he's one of those guys that like, oh, my favorite movie in the world is like, you know, it's a movie that like only two people have seen. There's only one copy of it. It was made for $50. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just someone like pissing on someone's head, corpse, you know, like that. that he's like, that's my favorite. That's the most brilliant movie ever made. And you're like, what are you seeing in this? I know. It's- but then I, I heard a funny interview with him the other day and he, and he was going, you know, he did, went, went through all these obscure movie references. And then he's like. Oh, my favorite movie of 1987. He's like, um, Secret of My Success. <laughs> you know that movie with Michael J. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it was... Uh, I wouldn't no, say no, it. it's fine. But I just... The fact... like the, the idea of Tarantino watching Secret of My Success and enjoying it is such an odd... Yeah, but he like watches movies ironically. Who the hell knows, you know? I know. It's like, I think he just... Yeah. You know, like, you know what I really like? You know, that like he's... You know Dave Grohl and the Food Foo Fighters. Yeah, he's become like kind of like the uh, music aficionado. He likes basically everything, you know. And he's like, "What's the best song this year?" He's like, "Oh, this song, this polka song from 1928. That's the best song." Of the-. You know, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's a weird, like, pretentious thing. I, I, I knew a girl once. I dated her briefly, where she was really into music, like really into music. But she was so into it that she like the music she liked was just shit yeah like one time she was like oh i'm going to this concert it's like in a warehouse and i went with her and i think i was drunk but i swear it wasn't even music they were just making noise <laughs> i mean it wasn't music and um you know it was full of people and th- they were just like yeah this is great and i was just like i was like this is a new level of i i i am I apparently am not a fan of music. <laughs> or how about those people who like a band until they get famous and then they're like, yeah, they were good before they got famous. It's always that bullshit. Yeah, they always get mad when they become successful. Like, you um, know, it was a big example of that, which is weird to think about it now. Like Coldplay was one of those like underground bands. You know, that's why they would be, they put them on the Garden State soundtrack. Like, who is this Coldplay? They're so, so gothy and so like uh, yeah. out there. And now you're like, they're like doing songs with K-pop people now and Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. I you know that 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 happened to me that same thing happened with um that group um in sync. I like them <laughs> when they were underground. They were so underground. <laughs> when they were four, right? <laughs> yeah. When they weren't even a band yet. They just, I used to just I used to just watch them at the playground um chasing each other around. I was like these yeah. guys are amazing. <laughs> Then they fucking sold out at, at 13. I, I would always like in college, there was always those guys. You know, it was almost like the comic book man from The Simpsons. You'd have these people and you like, you like this band? And like, yeah, yeah, my favorite song is this. And it's like their biggest hit. And like, of course you like the biggest hit. I like this song, this song that no one's ever heard ever. It hasn't even been yeah, released, yeah. you know? It's just him making fart noises into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, that is true. They always get mad. Yeah, like, and then if you buy a greatest hits of oh, someone, yeah. everyone's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? The, you, this is the easiest way to listen. These are their best songs all in one. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
<laughs> it's just yeah, it's such a weird concept. Like you like things that sound good and, and <laughs> give you pleasure to your inner, you know. Well, you know, for some of the younger listeners, if there are any, you know, the days of the albums are gone. People don't even know what albums are anymore. But you know, the, unless you were buying like Sgt. Pepper or something like that. Every album would have maybe, if you liked the band, maybe two or three good songs. Every once in a while, there was a great album. But, you know, yeah. a lot of times you'd be skipping. You'd be fucking pressing skip on the It was a the big C- gamble, too. If you if someone had a hit song, you bought the album. It, yeah. You ever have that happen where like, you're like, well, they they did that. They must be good at you know writing songs. And then nothing else was good yeah. on the album. <laughs> that was always such a bummer. You're like, this is it? And, uh, and then and you that, kind of like try CDs- to- CDs were starting to get up to $20 each. And you're like, that was a big gamble. You know? Oh, yeah, totally. And then like it was hard when you bought tapes because you had to literally like fast forward and rewind right to yeah. the point where the song ended. <laughs> and um, and then you'd kind of trick yourself into like that you liked other songs. You're like, oh, this one's pretty good. You yeah. Know, just, like, <laughs> but, you know, you the good thing about those things is those albums, even if the songs are bad or good, you're so used to hearing the songs in a certain order. That sometimes you would hear the hit song on the radio station and you were just waiting for that deep yeah. cut to come after. And you're like, oh, yeah, they don't do that. Yeah. So speaking of that, so do you even follow new music? I always try to look at the Billboard 100 to see how out of touch I am. And uh, have you heard anything like I've tried? To, it, it's like intimidating looking for new music to me now. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, I like the weekend. So anytime I see a song of his pop up, I'm like, all right, I, I think I can get down with this. I mean, Taylor Swift, they were saying that was the album of the year. The one song that I know is actually not bad, but I would. What, what's the name? I heard a couple of songs from that. Antihero. Yeah, but, that's the one. Yeah. yeah pe- people are saying that that's the song. That's the album of the year, which. Uh, all right. She's know. good, actually. It's like she yeah. she's a good songwriter. Like, yeah. I, I shouldn't like her, but I'm always like, oh, I like this song. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to, you know, I'm, I really like rap and hip hop and I just can't keep up anymore. It's just, it's, it's too much. I'm like, I've sort of, um, like checked out of the music game. I'm I like, know. Cause you, you don't, you just don't, I, I don't hear, I don't listen to the radio. I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to do that. I now. mean, I'm and, just sounding like a fucking old timer, but like when I hear hip hop now and I like hip hop, but like. All of it is like fucking just auto tuned. There's, they're not even. There, you remember how they would sample songs? You would have that part. They don't, yeah. I guess they're sampling, but I don't even hear a melody. Any, you don't hear any melody at all. You hear no hook. It's just someone talking like a robot for like yeah. four <laughs> minutes. And I'm like, and they're like, this song has been number one longer than fucking Hey Jude. I'm like, this. How, how could that? You fucking might actually, be? you might actually be just listening to your Alexa accidentally, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's your car GPS. <laughs> There's this new one turn left at the light. No, I don't know. It's we, yeah, it, there's mumble rap is a thing and you know that's bad and um I, I don't know. I can't I can't keep up, but you know, and then you know Kanye was I was keeping up with him yeah. and he just decided to stop doing music and you know, focus more on just ruining his life. Yeah, at the club um, yesterday they they started playing Kanye, you know, how they played music and I said you might want to turn this off. <laughs> it's it's so hanukkah you might want to turn this off if someone comes in here <laughs> yeah that's right that's why i gave my girlfriend for the, the uh fourth night of hanukkah oh, yeah. on his new album he doesn't you know and he's progressively as he's gotten like crazier his music has gotten progressively shittier it's weird yeah. it's interesting to watch that how you see someone who's like such a genius creatively and once 
their mind isn't focused anymore and they're just so like all over the place um they just can't make their art good anymore like because that's his problem now he just can't you know make it it's weird they he's such a genius he's just completely lost lost his mind um i don't know yeah that story's not gonna end well He's done. I mean, he's he's not going to come out with a good album now. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, like, well, I, I I want him to come out with another album just to hear how how crazy it is. <laughs> His last album, I remember people were like, "Oh yeah, he he's releasing some songs, and he says they're not finished yet." And I'm like, "Well, then why is he releasing them?" <laughs> His next <laughs> album is going to sound as good as Yoko Ono's fucking music. Yeah. You ever, you ever, there was a famous album. Uh, it was John Lennon's band. It was like, yeah, she would do, but there was a, his last album, which was a great album. It's called Double Fantasy. And one half of the album is John Lennon songs, and one half is uh, Yoko Ono. <laughs> and the one, the his is like, you know, watching the wheels. You know that song? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just great. And then the other side, you just hear like chickens fucking and dogs barking. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this? And now for a Yoko tune. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she must have been really good in bed. Yeah. Imagine them just doing a writing session. She's like, what, what do you have? He's like, oh, I got uh, watching the wheels. Just sitting here watching the wheels, you know. I'm working on this one. Uh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. What you what got you over have? there, Yoko? Oh, I've got that. Uh... <laughs> 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 oh, this is good, just as good as mine. We'll put that on the second part. Um <laughs> Well, just make sure that those are separate tapes and discs. Yeah. You think he, while he's listening, he's like, you know, Ringo wasn't so bad, actually. Yeah. What well, I mean, I know you're in love, but I mean, you know, I've been in relationships where, you know, I had strong feelings, but I knew they were bad at things. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I never dated someone I thought that was so into that. Like, I was like, you know, you're really good at um I don't know. Yeah, like you date a girl you're in love with and she's like, hey, listen, can I go on stage with you while you do stand up? Yeah. Yeah, you'd be like, nah, I'm, I think that I'm going to pass. Right, on that right. One. And it's it's such a, I guess you know, you know, with music, I guess it's subjective, but I don't know. I just think it's funny. I guess he was just so in love. I don't know. She must have been really cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap it up. Okay, let's, let's do one prediction. I think we've um, for, for for next year. Um, your book will go to number one. My book, my my book went to number four on one oh, of nice. the charts, but on Amazon Amazon bestseller. And Thanks to everyone who bought it. Um, if if it becomes a movie, which it will, that'll be our prediction in twenty twenty three. It'll become a movie. Yeah. They'll make the entire movie in three days. It'll be directed by Noah Baumbach, <laughs> who I actually really love. Now I think you know I, I saw the movie White Noise. I didn't talk about that. I really liked that. Oh, that's good. Even though a lot of people shit on it, but um, you you make your prediction. I don't really. I'm bad at. No, I did some. I said Kanye would be a rabbi. I'm sticking to that one. Um, oh, again, for this one, for this next year? No, I'm talking um, about for your... Yeah, I'm going to keep going with that. I think now I have a better oh, shot oh, with it. Um, no, I, no, I, I was going to... have a, If you, your thing becomes a movie, who would you want to play you in the movie? I think that's clear. Um, Kanye Ryan West. Gosling. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Kanye West. <laughs> I think we could get him, actually, at this point. Um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because it's supposed to be me younger. So who would be, you know, I don't know. It'd have to be I, I, like, I don't know who's like even good anymore. Pete Davidson. Yeah. No, no. Pete Davidson's like the probably the most famous young 
entertainer out there right now yeah, and he's oddly. 30 <laughs> i know but i so. mean you remember there used to be young stars timothy chalamet yeah that's the one that's always the go-to but i yeah and he went to my high school so. oh dude yeah and he's um, like the most famous young actor i can't i don't even remember one movie i know he's been in some movies i just don't remember any of them i you know and i guess i get it but you know it's just again it's showing a shift of where we are in society because like i guess he's good looking but he just seems like such a um little boy you yeah. know what i mean he's not like a. <laughs> but you know you look at the, everyone like all these grown women like oh my god he's so hot and then they show me he looks like he's like 13 you know and it's like those are the problem that those people they're cute but they don't age well so like even justin bieber like he's a short dude so when he hits 40 that story ain't gonna end well you know what i mean it's almost the guys who look older when they're younger like john ham yeah. said he always looked like he was 40 so when he was 40, yeah. it looked right. But those little guys, that story never ends. No, well. you know, sometimes it works out, though. You know who who, who did somehow who, who it worked out was Leonardo DiCaprio, because he yeah. should have been one of those dudes. He but was he was, like, but he wasn't a little but, guy. He's at least tall. So maybe that's something. Is Chalamet like a little guy? I, I You know, and I have a feeling Chalamet. Chalamet seems to have a charmed existence. He's another one who just I don't know, you know. Get, lent Jesus money in high school one day in, in yeah. his past life. So now just everything. And I mean, I I, I saw him in some. I, Timothy Chalamet is really is really talented. Um, yeah. And uh, but he he should play me. He'd be perfect. Okay. Maybe, maybe maybe I'll see him at a uh, Laguardia High School reunion, even though we were like fifty years apart. <laughs> I think Will Smith should play you. Well, you know what? Yeah, I could probably get him too. Yeah, you know, but well, in showbiz, you really need to like just you know shoot shoot for your who's in your direct network, who you can actually maybe make contact with. Those that that's how you oh, I get see. people in. So, in, in terms of my contacts, I guess it'll probably be you. Will be in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's about the extent of my showbiz yeah. contacts. We so. have Gordy McNiff to play the. So uh... if it's not you, maybe Gordy. <laughs> And then maybe uh, Sheba, Sheba Mason, if you guys say no. Yeah, this is a really funny. All right, this we'll end this. But so yeah. Gordius is comedian. We know and he's really funny. Gordius, he's like, he's like kind of he's a pothead. And uh, I remember like four years ago, we were all hanging out after a show at a bar, and um, someone was talking about the Beastie Boys, and uh, I was like, oh, someone should do like a Beastie Boys movie, like like straight out of Compton, mm -hmm. like you know. I was like, I I should like write that, and then um. Literally, like uh, three seconds later, Gordy was like, "Hey, man, can I like can I be in it?" <laughs> you know, but he, like like literally asking, like genuinely, and I'm like, "Sure, yeah. like yeah. what?" I just thought of it three seconds ago. Why are you acting like this is like a thing in the works? Like, right, right. That's a, like, that's, a really, that's a great empty gesture right there. Yeah, you. I'll give you the second lead. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. Know. And then someone else was like, "What about me?" And I'm like, "Well, how is everyone like in like? I just had this. I said something high two seconds ago. <laughs> now people are clamoring to be a part yeah. of it. Yeah, you make movies. I mean, you actually did make one. So yeah. All right. Um, so all right. all right, we'll wrap this up. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and uh, ha have a good New Year. We're going to be on hiatus for the next twelve days. I'm going to Hawaii tomorrow. So sorry. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. We'll all see right. you next time.